If you have your Bibles, you can follow me along with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Most of you won't need your Bibles for this particular portion of Scripture because, you see, these two verses are probably amongst the most beloved in the entire Bible. You perhaps memorized them when you were in Sunday school as a child. Or perhaps you are very talented and you've made a cross-stitch, a pattern of these words, and you have them hanging on your wall. This text is striking in its simplicity. There's nothing difficult about the text this morning. It's so simple that it can be understood by the youngest believer, and yet it is such a comfort to the oldest saint of God. And it's good for everyone in between. It reminds me one time, this just came to mind, Tanner, you all know who Tanner is. He just turned 12. But when he was about 10 or 11, I don't know, he'd just gotten a phone, and he was using it. One night, it's about 9 o'clock at night, and all of a sudden, my phone dinged, and I looked, and Tanner had sent me this verse. Grandma, I just sent you a verse. You see, the words clinging to the soul in this verse, because they are words that show us God's guidance for our life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 suggests the basis on which guidance will come to our life. Folks, these verses are a short course in knowing God's will for your life. If you learn what this passage is really teaching and you begin to apply it to your life, it will make a profound difference when you need to make some tough decisions. So what is this verse that pastor's all excited about today? Well, follow along as I read from the NIV. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight, or he will direct your path. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you, and once again, we thank you for the awesome presence of the Holy Spirit that we have already experienced. Lord, we're so grateful that you do know what we have need of, even before we ask. And today, Lord, I believe with all of my heart that there are those here that have need of understanding of this particular portion of Scripture. I pray, God, that you would hide me by the behind the cross, God. And Lord, let me decrease as you increase. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I start with the assumption this morning that everybody in this room has known this verse for probably some period of time. Sometimes we can know a passage so well that we almost know it too well if you know what I mean. We've heard it so often that we never stop to really think what it's really saying. Before I get into 
the crux of this message today, there are five key words that I want us to discover and explore in this passage that's going to unlock this text completely. I want to take those five key words one by one, and I want us to see what each one of these words teach us. So our very first word today is trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now the word trust in the Hebrew means to lean with the full body, to lay upon, to rest your full weight upon. That's what I felt like this morning as we were praying. I was resting my full weight upon him. I was trusting on him. I was leaning into him. Now in our thinking, the word trust means to rely upon or to have confidence in. The Hebrew word, folks, as you study this passage of scripture, is so much stronger. It has the idea of stretching yourself out upon a bed or resting upon a very hard surface. The word means to put your full weight on something, to trust in the Lord, to rest your whole weight upon him, to depend upon him completely. And let me say this to you, just as a sideline. God is trustworthy. God is trustworthy. Now let's consider the little word lean. I want to go through these five words pretty quickly here. Lean not on your own understanding. To lean means to rest up on something for partial support. Leaning is what you do when you walk with a cane or when you hold on to a walker because you're kind of unsteady on your feet. This word is used for in the Hebrew as in leaning against a tree or leaning against a stone cliff. You lean on something when you're not strong enough to stand alone. Many times when we go to the Lord, we're not strong enough to stand alone. And so we lean upon his presence. And then the word understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Understanding refers to the mental processes by which you analyze a problem, by which you break a problem down into smaller parts, and then you make a decision about what you're going to do. It would be like if you got up and I do this routinely, I'll make a list of all the things I need to get done today. And then through my understanding, I sort them out by the priority that they need to be done. You use your understanding anytime you're planning the events of your life or when you're trying to solve a problem. Understanding is a decision-making ability that God has given to each one of us. And then the word acknowledge. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Now this word, this word deserves just a little extra consideration because the word acknowledge can be hard to understand. In the Hebrew, this word is a command. Did you know that? So it would be translated like this. In all your ways, know him. It's not giving you an option of whether you want to know him or not. It's a command. It's saying, know him. The Hebrew means to know him deeply, to know him intimately. It's a kind of knowing 
that comes with like a personal experience. Now, I'm going to give you a very simple illustration. Now, don't laugh at pastor's illustrations this morning, but I hope that I'm going to give you a couple of illustrations as we go through this lesson today. I've tried to make them as simple as I could so that everybody would have an understanding of what I'm really trying to get across to you. For instance, somebody might come up to me and say, Pastor Betty, do you know the President of the United States? And I would respond, sure, I know the president. If the president walked in this room this morning, I would know who he is. If I heard his voice coming over the TV, I would recognize it. If I opened the morning newspaper and his picture's on the front page of the newspaper, I'd know it's the president. But now I don't really know him because I cannot pick up the phone call the White House and say, hey, Mr. President, this is Pastor Betty. Let's go do lunch this week. First of all, folks, that's not going to fly because he's not going to take my call because we don't know each other personally. Get it? I just know him at the level of head knowledge. I don't know him intimately or on a friendship level. That's an entirely different kind of knowing. So seen in this light, we would translate verse 5 this way. In all your ways, know God intimately, deeply, and personally. That's what it would say. Because when you know God that way, in every area of your life, he will then direct your paths. And then that brings me to my final word here, direct. He will make your paths straight or he will direct your path. Imagine for a moment that you are driving along a road that seems to be impassable. Now, there was a time that I decided to drive to Denver, Colorado. And as I started up into those mountain ways, the road seemed to get narrower and narrower, and it was impassable. The road winds through the mountains and down into the swamps, and it seems to have a thousand switchbacks. And as you travel on, you discover that portions of the road are washed out. Others are filled with potholes, and still others are blocked by these huge boulders. In some places, the road apparently just becomes a dead end. Folks, this can describe the road of your life this morning. As you look at your life this morning, some of your lives appear to be covered with boulders and, and rocks. Some parts of it seem to be filled with big old potholes. And other parts of your life seem to be going nowhere. It's just at a dead end. Why is that? It's because this is life. And this is what happens in life. But you know what? God has a message for you this morning. He says if you will know him in every area of your life, that he will take personal responsibility to make your way smooth and straight. Doesn't get much better than that, does it? If God's going to take personal responsibility for my life, he will remove the obstacles if they need to be removed. He will fill in the potholes if they need to be filled. He will redirect the detour so that what seems to be a dead end turns out to be the shortest way to reach your destination. Don't 
lean for support on your own understanding. Don't do it. In all of your ways, know God intimately because he will take the path of your life that seems to go up and down and all around and sometimes it's kind of like you take two steps forward and three steps backwards. And God will make your way straight. That's the promise of Almighty God to you this morning. Now, I can almost promise you, church, it won't always be easy, and it won't always come quickly. For most of us, most of the time, the exact opposite will be true. Discovering God's will for your life takes time as the events of life unfold before us. And often in ways that it just seems to make no sense at all. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever thought, Lord, this isn't making any sense at all to me, this road that you have me on? Because rarely will we know the whole plan in advance. God is just not up to giving us all the details at one time. Amen. He holds the blueprint. He has the masterpiece. And oftentimes our life is like a 1500 uh, jigsaw puzzle. And all the pieces are right there and we don't know how to interlock them to get on the path that we're supposed to be on. But God knows the path that he wants you on this morning. You know, as I sat at my desk this week and I was just sitting there uh, putting this message together and reflecting back over the last decade of my life or the last 10 years of my life. And I sometimes found it much easier to recall the hard times rather than the good times. And I think that it's because during those times is when I experienced the deepest spiritual growth. And so they make an impression on your life when you're going through a bad time and God comes to your rescue. It makes an impression upon your life. The good times, yes, they're wonderful. You laugh at them and you go on, but they don't necessarily stick with you like those times where you've had to really get on your face and cry out to Almighty God. You know, one of my favorite, favorite definitions of faith comes from Philip Yancey. Most of you know who Philip Yancey is. He's wrote many, many books. He said this. Now listen closely so you don't miss it. He said, faith means believing in advance what will only make sense in reverse. Wow. Let me say it again to you. Faith means believing in advance what will only make sense in reverse. Faith does not provide all the answers. By faith, we see things that are invisible to others. And by faith, we believe in advance those things right now make no sense. But one day will make perfect sense because we will view them in reverse. I had this conversation with somebody in our church just recently. Uh, we were talking about a situation and I said, don't you see now they had said, Pastor, I tried such and such several years ago, and it didn't happen. And now, all of a sudden, God's opened this door, and it's happening, and I'm walking through the door. And I said, but don't you see now, as you look back over your shoulder, 
God was there all the time directing your steps. And he had a reason that it didn't happen several years ago. Because God's timing is perfect for us, church. His planning is perfect for us. And we have to learn to trust him. And the person that I was talking to said, yes, but pastor, at that time when that door didn't open that, that I wanted to open so bad, I was frustrated. I was disappointed because I wanted that. And I thought it was going to be the best thing for me. But now they see in reverse that it would not have been the best thing for them at all in their life at that particular time. Folks, trust God. We have to learn to trust him because he will never lead us astray. Amen. The world says that seeing is believing and God says believing is seeing. Amen. Many of us go through life almost completely on our own understanding. And what a mistake that is. We like to be in control. Probably everybody in this room is a control freak of some form. We like to be in charge of our own destiny. So you know what we do? We often draw up a little plan for our life. And we take our plan before God and we go, okay, God, here's the blueprint that I've drawn up for my life. Now, Lord, if you would just stamp this blueprint with your blessings and I'll get right on with living. And God goes, whoa, 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 whoa. It doesn't quite work that way. He says it just doesn't quite work that way, child. You have to know me first before I will put my stamp upon the blueprint of your life that you've drawn out. Put me first in everything, including all of your plans, including all of your thinking and all of your scheming. Put me first, and then I will make your way straight. This morning, do you want to know the secret of knowing the will of God? Well, you're in the right place because I'm going to tell you. Here it is. Everybody listening? You want to know God's will for your life? In everything you do, know God. What? Yep, that's it. In everything you do, know God. We all kind of want some kind of formula. So we say, come on, just give me three steps to follow, Pastor. I mean, read three verses in the Bible and say this prayer and do that, and that'll give me God's will. No, folks, the secret is a relationship with God, plain and simple. That's it. You maybe wanted something hard this morning, but it's not hard. It's simple. It's easy. I want to break it down for you with another one of my silly little illustrations. Let's say that Joe over here has been dating Sally over here for nine months. And when Joe picks Sally up on Friday night for their Friday night date, she asks, hey, Joe, where are we going tonight? Joe says, "Eh, I don't know. I want to take you someplace that you really like. Then he says, you know what, Sally? I just wish that you would give me a three-step formula so I could know where you really want to go on Friday nights. Well, how in the world do you think that would make Sally feel? Would she be angry? Would she be upset? Would she feel frustrated? 
Well, let me tell you, her thoughts would probably be, Joe, how is it that we've been dating every week now for nine months and you don't know what I like and what I don't like? And Joe, where have you been all the time? You see, church, we want to reduce our relationship with God to a formula. God says, simple, just know me, spend time with me. That's what I want. Put me first in every area of your life, because when you do that, I will take care of all those other details. And I understand this is a revolutionary way of looking at life. And, you know, as I, as I got to this portion of it, and I was in here Thursday, and I was just praying and seeking the Lord about this, instantly the Lord brought back to me last Sunday's message. And, folks, God is trying to tell us something, because remember last, last week, seek me first. And again, here he's saying it this week. He's saying, you have to seek me first. You have to put me first in your life. If you want me to take care of the details of your life, then you got to put me first. If you want to take care of the details of your life, go ahead. You can mess it up. You can screw your life up. You can make all of these mistakes. But when you're ready to let me take control of your life, I'll be here waiting for you. And then I will make your pathway straight. Knowing God means taking all that you have and placing it at the disposal of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, most of you have read this passage a million times and you've probably never thought about this. Did you know it ends with a promise? It ends with a promise. It says, he will make your path straight. That's a promise. God is able to remove the obstacles from in front of you. He's able to fill in all the potholes. He's able to turn a dead end into a four-lane highway. God rewards those who show regard for him by leading them straight to the right end and removing all the obstacles along the way. And we rarely see this in advance. We mostly see the potholes in our life. We mostly see the boulders that are blocking our view. And many times it seems as if there's no path at all. But I assure you, God will make a way. No one can say how he will do it. There are thousands of ways, folks, in which God leads his children. Listen to this. God can lead you through delays. He can lead you through detours. God can lead you through miracles. He can lead you through the advice of friends or unexpected opportunities. God can lead through suddenly closed doors. God can lead through answered prayers, and God can lead through unanswered prayers. God can lead through inter-impressions that one gets. And God still leads by that still, small voice in the middle of the night. We don't always see it immediately, and oftentimes... We just see the problems. But when you know God, he leads you step by step because the word of God tells us the steps of a righteous man are ordered of God. Ordered of God. Think of it. And when the journey is done, you will look back and say, I don't know how I got from there to here, but I do know this, Jesus 
Jesus led me all the way. The white L. Moody once said, trust in yourself and you are doomed to disappointments. Trust in your friends and guess what? They're going to die and leave you. Trust in your money and you could have it all taken away from you in one day. Trust in your reputation and some slanderous tongue may blast it. But trust in the Lord and you are never to be confined in time or eternity. Psalms 118.8 says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Amen. And I've discovered after 72 years that some people will not only fail you, but also deceive or betray you, just as Judas betrayed the Lord with a kiss. But God remains trustworthy. But God remains trustworthy. But God remains trustworthy, even when human beings are not. I am fully persuaded that there are a lot of people in the world today who are not happy, and it's simply because they followed the wrong pursuit in life. And no matter what we do in life, and no matter how much money we accumulate, there will never be any greater joy or any greater delight than linking up with the Lord. I guarantee you. You want excitement in your life? Get connected to Jesus. Amen? Psalms 28, 7 reads, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. Church acknowledging the Lord is surrendering to God's will and then starting on the journey with him. It's a wonderful journey. It's a beautiful journey. It's an exciting journey. Amen? It's putting your faith into action. I want to ask you one last question this morning. Do you think that God was surprised when you were born? Did God look at you and say, well, who in the world is that? Of course not. Of course not. The Bible says that before you were born, God knew you. God knows who you are, and he knows exactly why he put you here on planet Earth. You, my friend, are not an accident. But I want to caution you about one thing. Hear pastor very clearly on this this morning. It is false to think that God hands you his will without any effort on your part. It's false to think that. One high school graduate said he was praying for a summer job so he could attend a Christian college. And when asked where he was going to apply for a job, he replied, nowhere. If God wants me to work, He'll send a job my way. That attitude, my friends, makes as much sense as me walking across this busy highway out here blindfolded and saying, if God wants me to make it across this street, he'll see that all these cars miss me. God has given us a brain. We have to use it. Amen? Or oh, me. When we surrender our life to God, We no longer ask, 
why am I here? It's like the young boy this week. My heart was just broken that went on the rampage of shooting at the school. And they said as he jumped the fence, he screamed out, I hate my life. He apparently hadn't been introduced to Jesus. Amen? 14 years old. And now he stands on trial for murder, not only of his father, but of the young six-year-old boy that just died. 14 years old on murder charges for two people. Think about that. Why am I here? Once we surrender our life to Christ, it becomes clear, I am here, Lord, for you to do your will. How many of you have ever been out on a sailboat? Anybody ever been on a sailboat besides me? Oh, a few of you, okay. Well, you know that a sailboat rudder is useless while the sails are down. It's useless. It's up to you to get the sails and get going, to get them up. You can't go any direction until the wind fills the sails. And God provides the wind. Then when the wind changes, you have to be ready to go in a different direction. Well, let me say to you this morning, God may have to change the course that you're on. But when he does, if you know God, you will have the momentum for it. Sometimes the choice becomes this, that you either turn or you crash. There are some people who refuse to alter their course, even when they know that God is making it clear that it's time to go in a new direction. Folks, you can't afford to hang on to some good thing you have now and run the risk of missing God's best. I want to close with this little story. The captain of the ship looked into the dark night and he saw faint lights in the distance. Immediately, he told his signal man to send a message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. Well, promptly, a return message was received. Alter your course 10 degrees north. The captain was very angered and his command had been ignored. And so he sent a second message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I am the captain. Soon another message was received. Alter your degrees north. I am seaman third class Jones. Immediately, the captain sent a third message, knowing the fear that it would invoke. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a battleship. And then the reply came, alter your course 10 degrees north. I am a lighthouse. Sometimes God has to change the course of our directions. And we have to be open to move as God directs. And in the midst of our dark and foggy times, all sorts of voices are shouting orders at us in the nighttime, telling us what to do and how to adjust our lives. But out of the darkness, there is one voice 
that signals something quite opposite to all the rest. And that boy simply says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. Would you bow your head with me, please? You know, this is one of my very favorite passages of Scripture. And I know that several of you, as you've walked through the challenges of life, you also relayed to me that this was a portion of Scripture that you took and you stood upon. Because to trust in the Lord, let me tell you, He is our greatest friend. He is our best friend. He is our only friend that will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. He will be there in the good times and in the bad times. He will be there when you're laughing, but he's also going to be there in the middle of the night when your heart is broken and you're crying into your pillow and you don't know which way to turn. God is the one who's going to be there. Folks, we can trust in the Lord with all of our heart. But when we do that, then we absolutely cannot lean into our own understanding. Because when we begin to lean into our own understanding, you know what that does? That gives the devil an inroad into our life to get us off track with the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, there may be some of you in here that feels like, man, I really need to get my life back on track with God. I really need to get my trust factor back in Him instead of in people. Because you're right, Pastor. I've had my trust in people, and and they've kind of let me down. They've failed me along the way. But today, I want to renew that relationship with Jesus and get my life back to where it should be. Guys, there is no greater friend in all the world than Jesus. No greater friend than Jesus. He knows everything about you. He knows your ups, your downs. He knows your ins, your out. He knows all about you. And he longs, he longs for deep relationship for you. He longs for you to commit your life 100% to his leading and then let him direct your path. Today, while Sherry's playing over here, I would just like to ask us to, let's just come. Let's just find five minutes, five minutes to just renew our vow to God, to say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. No matter what everybody else is doing, Lord, God, I'm going to make you my focus. And Lord, I'm going to let you direct my path. And God, no matter where it leads, I'm going to trust you, Lord. Because you see, folks, it's like I said, many times it'll be a reverse that you experience the blessing and the leading of God. Would you get up and would you come and just kneel around these front pews or this altar for just, just give the Lord five minutes, just five minutes of your time to just 
commit to him and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you for everything in my life. Hallelujah. We want the Lord to open doors for us, and we want the Lord to do good things in our life, but are we willing to give the Lord? Are we willing to give the Lord five minutes of our time to just say, God, I want you. I need you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God. Lord, we just surrender ourselves to you afresh and anew today, God. Lord, we want to trust in you with all of our heart. Lean not into our own understanding, God, but in all of our ways acknowledge you, God, in all of our ways, Lord. Oh, Father, how we need you. How we need you this morning, Lord. Oh, God, thank you for what you're going to do in every heart and every life, God, that surrendered and bowed, Lord, today. Oh, God, I pray for our people. I pray, God, that you will be with them for every burden, God, that they're carrying. I pray, Lord, that they will lay it at the feet of the cross, Lord, that they will give it to you, Lord, and that they will trust in you, God, knowing, Lord, that you are the all-sufficient one, Lord, and that, God, you are able to make a way where there seemingly is no way, that, God, you know, you know everything that's going on in their lives, Lord. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for their children, Lord, that are outside, Lord. Oh, God, the arms of God, we pray over these boys, these girls, these children, Lord, that now have reached adulthood but are not serving you. God, I know some of these parents' hearts are so heavy. Lord, I pray for their unsaved children that, God, you would speak to their hearts, Lord, and that, oh, Lord, you would bring these children in, God. Father, that they would come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Lord, grant it, I pray. Oh, Father, help us never, never to quit trusting in you, Lord. God, to believe for the impossible, because you are the God of the impossible. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A thousand thank yous, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, take every fiber of our being, Lord, and strip away, God, everything that is not of you. Strip it away, God. Oh, Lord, so that when we stand before you, God, it will be with a pure heart, God, and a righteous spirit, Lord. Oh, that we may know you more deeply and more fully, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, for those who need open doors, I pray, God, that those doors will open, Lord. Oh, God, for those that need doors to close, close those doors, God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Father, for those who need healing, God, we pray your healing virtue will flow, God, and that, Lord, they will not get weary and well-doing, God, but that they will continue to pray. Oh, and believe, God, and trust you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, Lord. God, there is no limit to what you can do when your people who are called by your name humble themselves and pray, God. Oh, Jesus. God, we pray for our country, Lord. Oh, that we stand in crises today, Lord. We pray, God, for your leadership, God, that you would help us, Lord, in every decision that we have to make in the coming weeks. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Hallelujah. 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 Great is the faithfulness of God. Great is the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Church, he loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's concerned about you. He cares about you. I would just encourage you every single day to find a quiet moment to be alone with him and let him direct your path. Amen. Amen. Brother Walt, would you come? Church, we love you. We've ran over just a little bit today, but that's okay. Amen? That's okay. I love you. May God bless you and be with you as you go about your activity. Would you stand as Pastor Walt says the blessing? Father, we are so grateful for the word that came forth today. Father, help us. Help us to let that seed sink deep into our heart, to trust you with all of our heart. Father, I pray a blessing upon each one of us that your glory and your presence would go out into the harvest field with us. And Father, that till the next time we meet, our life, our light will shine forth that people would see Jesus Christ in us. And as we would continue to raise Jesus up, all men would come unto him and people would become Christians. Father, we give you the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.